here, James. Did you what? make it? Did you make it? Wait. Just feeling. Oh, yep. I'm here. I'm still here. Woo! I mean, what a ride. I've, I've just I've been here the whole time. You keep leaving, but I'm I just stay in the recording studio <laughs> oh. between episodes. That's a that's taking like method acting to method podcasting. You uh, next level, next level, James. Yeah, well, you know, I just got a little hammock in here. Just go mocking. Just play, just play my Nintendo Switch. You know, that's that's about all I need. Very Fresh nice. Water. Got got the chamber pot. It's all good. Oh, a chamber pot! Wow. Yeah. Well, I gotta go somewhere, don't I? Yeah. Does Samuel Tarley come in and clean it up for you? <laughs> uh, no, I only get no. Actually, that I just. I mean, I haven't changed it. Are you supposed to change them? I think. I think. Um, at some point, yeah. I mean, I've been drinking, eating very little, so. Sure. Probably. Filling up very slowly. Yeah, it's also like huge. Well, James, you know what else is huge? Oh, <laughs> um, my excitement uh, level. Okay. Ooh, that was we cool. are yeah. just about two weeks away. Two weeks away from draft weekend. Man, it feels it feels like even less. It does, doesn't it? But it's not. It's about two weeks. It's a little less, though, when you think about it. Just a little bit. Like it's just a, it, like it's just a little less. It's like it's pretty much two weeks. But like it's a little less. You feel like That's it's a little saying. less. Yeah, and I feel it, and like factually, that is the case. <laughs> oh, I'm off a week, aren't I? I <laughs> might be. Yeah, man, I'm off a week. See, I'm never off a week because I just stay in the booth. You just stay right in there. Yep. <laughs> well, oh man, my excitement just got even more huge. It's Jeez, growing yeah. more and more turgid every second that we talk. James. Oh, I love I love that word. It's beautiful. Just makes my ears happy. James, I do have to come clean. At this uh at this point in time I have an unfair advantage over everybody in the league. And it just it doesn't feel right. Can I confess my sins yeah. to you? I mean, I just I just assumed you were you were messing with the scores each week because I think it's I think it's interesting how the first year where you aren't commissioner is the first year you didn't make the championship. Wow, that is uh, fuel for a conspiracy fire, there, isn't it? Uh maybe we'll see. We'll see what the internet does with it. Sure. Yeah, Wait, just... are you okay? Are you saying that you you are, we're doing something besides just adjusting the scores every week? You know, I I wasn't doing anything in the past, but I have recently gone through a service of kinds that has provided me with a uh, unfair advantage for the upcoming draft. Did you uh did you, did you go to a psychic in Hollywood? One of those guys? Um not a psychic, no, but a uh, learning and development class through my work provided a course on the seven habits of highly effective people. And now I am a highly effective person. Oh, no. 
And I oh, just no. I was I was trying to bribe them to not go to your workplace. Yeah, they showed up. Damn it. And I just feel guilty. I have not been able to sleep knowing that I hold this advantage over everybody. So I'm going to do the brave thing and share the seven habits with you all right now for free. Okay. You know, I bet I bet I can guess every single one of them. I you think so? Well, maybe. I can always try. Can I? All right. Well, let's see. It's it's first of all process of elimination. It's not sleeping. Clearly not a habit that because you said you weren't sleeping. So puzzle Mm. solved there. Yeah. Um, habit highly effective person has. Um, I'm gonna guess punctuality. Punctuality, not quite. Habit one is be proactive. Oh, is that like the stuff for for your face? You don't get acne. Yeah, when you get acne, you gotta be proactive. You gotta be the chemical gel and ooze that you put on your face to take care of acne. Um, Some highly effective practices of habit one is pause before you respond. Use proactive language. What? And focus on your circle of influence. That's habit one. That's, wait, pausing before you respond is being proactive? Yeah. That seems like the opposite. It's taking time to think and um, not reacting based on emotion, but uh, taking time to acknowledge what someone else is saying and and just uh, being responsible for how you handle and react to a certain situation. I don't know, man. That sounds that sounds like a lot of BS to me. That doesn't sound like that would help you at all. All right. Well, you're lost there, James. What's uh, habit number two, do you think? Well, habit number two is definitely eat a balanced breakfast. Got him. Almost. It's that there's always two ways to skin a cat. Now, are we sure that Lance Keen didn't write these? Are you sure it wasn't Lance Keen in a mask giving you this presentation? You can never be too sure that it isn't Lance Keen in a mask. Uh, all right, number three. Um, number three has got to be uh, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Boom, boom. Have it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yep. That's, how'd you get that one? That was crazy. All right, habit four. Uh, number four. Number four. Number four has got to be sometimes you got to play to win, and sometimes you have to win to play. Hmm. It's actually never eat soggy waffles. Never eat soggy waffles. Yeah. Bad for your health. They can make you vom. It's bad for your mouth because it's a bad, bad for your bad mouth, mouth yeah. feel. Terrible cool. mouth feel. Yeah, that's why. I mean, that is that's why I like waffles over pancakes because they're they're a bit crisp, crispier. All right, you, habit you can five. Avoid this. 
What do you think Habit 5 is, James? Habit 5. Um, adapt, react, readapt, apt. It's actually make adjustments, go get it, energize. Oh, shoot. I think I'm, I think I'm stuck on the Michael Scott train of thought. Mm. So. No, this one was actually uh, promoted by Ted Mosby. Architect. Gives you a motivation to, you know, when that window is open, when that window mm -hmm. of opportunity is open, you got to make adjustments, go get it, energize. Mm -hmm. So that's like relating it to fantasy football. That's like when the player's available on the waiver wire, mm -hmm. you, you got you to go for them. You got to be aggressive with the fab, right? Got to be aggressive with that fab. Mm-hmm. All right, James, habit six. Habit six, you say, well, um, uh, never get into a fiddling duel with the devil. You know, that is good advice, and I bet that would be a good habit of highly effective people, but it is not the official habit number six. Dang it. But I thought I got that one. Habit number six is actually bacitracin, banded, <laughs> more bacitracin, <laughs> bigger bandage, even more bacitracin sock, more bacitracin cleat, more bacitracin garbage bag. Oh, uh, I should have I known that one. You should have known that uh, one. That's a classic. So that's like that's like you never you can never have too much running back depth, right? That's what that means. That's exactly what that means. Okay. All right. And habit seven, I'm actually going to keep to myself to keep a little bit no. of a, a leg up on you all. All right. Well, I'm just going to guess it correctly, and then you won't have it. Um, number seven has got to be where a personalized jacket with your last name on the back at all times. <laughs> That's great advice. You get, you get some free grand slam tickets that way. Woo. All right. See, see, can't lose. You can't lose. Oh my gosh. No, clear, clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. That's number seven. I'm sorry. That's my guess. That's Damn it. it. Damn it. Clear eyes, full hearts. Blue eyes, white, white dragon. White dragon, can't lose. can't lose. You guessed it. Ah, I was trying to keep that one to myself. You're just trust too in the heart. Oh man, I'm thinking of trust in the heart of the car. No, it's not that one. It's actually you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to, and know when to run over to league news. <laughs> All right. Running. <laughs> that was the sound of you running. Well, James, as I found out earlier in this episode, draft weekend is actually only one weekend away or one week away. So, well, it's a little, a little more than that. Depends on uh, when this episode gets posted. Oh, that is true. Yeah, by the time this is posted, it should be one week or less. Or I mean, my, less. some people might be listening to this and it already happened wow that's crazy oh my gosh 
you're saying like years down the road because yeah. this is going to be like archived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, people are just going to keep listening to them. Like, like once they finish, once they finish, I'm going to start, start back at the beginning and then listen to them again. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to get ahead because we were kind of saving this for uh, a spoiler, but we did put little Easter eggs spoiler. in this episode where if you put them together, you can find the location of a, a secret treasure. Mm-hmm. So go back and listen yeah. to each episode very closely, maybe in reverse. Hint. Is Source Wow. There's a hint a right clue. there. That one, that one was more There's obvious. A clue. Um, but speaking of draft weekend, it is coming up. So I uh, sent out a meal plan here recently. And I think we're going to be good on that. So if you do have any questions or comments about that, uh, please reach out to us ahead of time. Otherwise, we'll plan on going with what we sent out there. Now, Andrew, um, about about the sandwiches, um, could I could I make toast or does it need to be a sandwich? You know what, James? Like, for you, I will allow toast. Okay. Um, could I could I just do like buttered toast and then take the two toast pieces and just like make a sandwich out of them? You're and saying like just, I, just toasted bread and, and butter in the middle. Yeah. Uh you you could. I don't really know why you would. I mean, it's just more efficient to eat it that way instead of one slice at a time. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, James. Okay, well, see, if that's all right, could I just, like, not toast the bread, um, but still put the butter on it, and then put them together, make a sandwich, and just eat that? Or would that be weird? I think that is kind of where we get to the limit of it being weird. Really? I mean, like, it's basically the same. Hold on, we might have to call uh, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> beep, boop, boop, pop, pop. I mean, it's like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like raw food. He says it's okay, actually. Oh, wow. Thank you, Gordon. I'm so glad he approves. Well, you James... know, a lot of people, a lot of people give Guy Fieri, like, like they make fun of him because, like, he's an eccentric character. But, like, I mean, he's just a guy that, you know, he wears funny shirts and he likes, you know, eccentric food and, like, you know, just, like, good, good, feel-good food. And, like, he's just, he's just, he's just living life and, you know, making entertaining shows. And like, I think people need to give him a break. Yeah, you know, in uh, the Rosemount soccer program, we had the the three Ds, which was dedication desire and discipline but uh mm-hmm. i think the uh, more important three d's is diners drive-ins and dives mm-hmm. there you go well james are there any activities that we have planned for this weekend that we uh need good meals to help us fuel up for oh well uh thank goodness we're having pizza on thursday night no- we're having it thursday night yeah, it's Thursday. Do, we're doing P- okay, good. Because we're going to need that za to fuel our golf game on Friday morning. Uh, golf golf has officially been scheduled on one of the nearby courses by David Book. Thanks, David, for doing that. Um, the cor- course apparently said it should be 
shouldn't be too busy so we can do a foursome and a fivesome. Um, and then and we'll then go we play golf. Do that. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll go play golf. Yep. You beat me to it. That's, okay. All right, enough of that. Um, yeah, so golf is scheduled. Get get hyped. Do we know? Do we know the teams? We decide. We haven't decided the teams, right? I don't think we've decided the teams. Um, I think we can probably wait to do that until draft weekend. All right. Cool. One thing that we're going to be doing different this year, or I guess for the first time this year, is James and I are putting together a document of all the rules of the league, so they're in one nice, concise place. Um, Everybody knows where to go to look at them. Anytime we raise the question in the future of what rule changes and league changes you want to have, you know where to go uh, to this set document. So uh, we're just about wrapped up with that, just putting on some vinyl touches. So going to send that out. Uh, we want everybody's approval on that before the season begins. If there are any changes that people want to make, definitely bring it up to us before the draft. Um, so we'll get that out uh, pretty shortly here after this episode gets posted. This is this is a legally binding document. So, you know, be sure to actually read it on like the terms of service. It's, it's different. It's actually important. Excellent point. Uh, and so with the, with the weekend coming up next week, uh, just keep an eye on the group chat for any updates. Um, we can uh, get in on 4 p.m. on Thursday. So plan your traveling plans accordingly. I am yeah. excited for the draft. Picture it didn't happen. You got to have patience. And are you like, are, do you know what you're going to do this year for that? Or are you going to wait until weekend of and moment of? I think, it, what? I think it's usually wait until inspiration hits. Okay. I, I kind of like that. Keeps it more pure. Yeah. Well, James, do we have anything else for league news? Um, you know, I think, I think that's about it. Well, let's head on over to our other news section, NFL news. Ascarabio! Do you plan these or do you just like... Nope. Nope. That one, I try, I started it. And I was like, ooh, I got to make it different than before. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. No, actually, I do, I do have just a script of a bunch of different... <laughs> Yeah. Improvised scats. They're, just like they're a very bunch tough of like to spell. S yeah. S's and K's. Oh, and yeah, R's. it's 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 half S's and K's. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> um, NFL news. It looks like there is going to be not much of a college football season, if any at all, in the fall which might open up Saturdays for the NFL to move into, um, even potentially Fridays. So we'll have to see what the NFL does with that, if they're going to reschedule any games. I don't really think that affects us too much, other than we're just going to have to be more aware. Everyone's going to have to be more aware of their rosters and making sure that they have people set on time. Um, but other than that, I don't think it's really going to affect us too much. 
And as of now, I think it's only um, the Pac-12 and Big Ten that have officially canceled their fall seasons. Um, I know other some some of the other Power Five conferences may follow suit, but I guess we'll see. Is there anything on that ticker, though? That's that's what everyone uh, no. wants to know. Uh, nope. Uh, uh, Brett Favre would love to see Aaron Rodgers on the Bears. Okay, New York Post. I don't think that's news, but thanks, I guess. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, thanks, Brett. I've always I'd wanted to, to see know, Aaron like, Rodgers on the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm always curious what's on Brett's mind and like what his opinions yeah, are on things. Yeah, he's he's crazy. He just says the craziest things. You know who else says the craziest things? Uh, my uncle. Maybe, but also me when I'm telling you this week's crazy stat. Ah, no! Oh, man, I gotta get, gotta get my squat. All right, here we go. Okay, we're in it. So, James, six years our league has been in existence. Over the course of those six years, there has been only one tight end to finish in the top ten every season. This player's average positional rank. Was it, was it Lexi Pantera? From that. You're, you're, think, you're thinking of a, the, wrong, the wrong tight end, James. Oh, different one. Dang yep. it. Fantasy football. Sometimes Shoot. blocks, sometimes catches. Let's uh, limit, the, limit the guesses to the uh, NFL player universe. Okay, sorry. What, are we, what, what tight end am I trying to call out here? The only one who has finished in the top 10 all six seasons, whose average positional rank is 3.33 over that span. I mean, it's got to be Travis Kelsey, right? It sure is. It's Travis oh, Kelsey. Oh, yes. Got it in one. And while that, you know, isn't too surprising, one of the things that kind of shocked me with that is earlier in an earlier episode, we talked about Le'Veon Bell being you know, the highest drafted person that we've had over the last six years. But he is now, you know, projected late second round, early third round. I'm not really sure where he's at, but certainly not in the first round anymore like he has been. But Travis Kelsey is still the number one tight end. Like, he's Mm -hmm. not showing any signs of slowing down. He's just been completely dominant over the last six years and probably a few more to come. Yeah. He's a a hell of an athlete. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this week's crazy stat. All right. Now, were we not not able to get uh, Shark, Shark Irwin for this one? You know, I I sent out a a line for him, but. uh, Well, not a, I hope not a fishing line. That's bad. Well, yeah. How else am I going to catch? Fish, shark, shark, Steve. I don't know, like sonar or something? Nah. Maybe something less dangerous? I'll see. Okay. I left a message, though. So we'll see if we can get him back for next week. Okay. So, James, I think we uh, did a little bit of dissection today, didn't we? Uh, that is correct, Andrew. Um, we, we were able to interview Luke Conway, who was 
this year's most recent Sacco loser or winner, I guess winner, but ultimately loser. Um, yes, he did. He did get last place for us. Um, for us, it was the winner. For him, it was the loser. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, we are going to transition to our Luke interview in a special segment we like to call Anatomy of a Sack. James, I'm just overcome with emotion. Knowing who our guest is here today, we are joined by the one and only Luke Conway. Luke, first question, how's Bailey doing? Uh, she's still large. Bailey is still walking on all fours now again. She's not a, a tripod. Uh, yeah, still large. She's right behind me. So if you hear a loud uh. moan or something like that, or a whine of some sort. That'll, that'll most likely be her, but she's not bad otherwise. Does not if we hear any home. if we hear any loud lapping noises, it's probably Bailey. <laughs> if you hear any drinking from a water dish, surprisingly, it's not me. Well, second question, and certainly, um, well, depending on who you are, less important question, how are you doing? Oh, thanks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing not too bad, you know, it's, we have the fun work from home set up, which, you know, is a fun, fun way to say that it's harder to separate your work from your free time. So other than that, it's, it's not bad. Um, you know, living in uptown, as the other boyos have said before, uh, Matt Zabel abandoned us. So that's cool. That's why he's not invited to the draft this year. This punishment, I think, and uh, yeah, we're we're ready to. Uh, well, oh no, the college Big Ten just said they're not playing. So, just kidding. I'm actually depressed again, but uh, you know, nothing new there. So, and uh, where yeah. are you working these days, Luke? Yeah. So, in case anybody needs uh, an unlicensed auditor, uh, I may. I'm an auditor with RSM up in Minneapolis, uh, usually just doing some auditing of like the commercial industry, um, industrial products, and uh, can't do your taxes. Lord knows I have no idea how those work. I barely know how to do mine. I might have, uh, I won't say that on recording, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Avoid that question. Wait, so so you can't you can't do my taxes for me? Um, I can do them. I won't do them right. Okay. Well, not on purpose. Just I can't guarantee. <clears throat> okay. Well, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk after the recording. Okay. That's on, under the under the table talking, as they say. They, they crawl down on all fours. You put a blanket over the table. And you just you talk you talk your secrets. It's my favorite way to communicate. <laughs> That's, it's either that or I, I like to just get really close to somebody's ear and then just not say anything. And usually they get the message that I need help. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
so Luke, uh, before before we dive into it, anything anything you want to share with the group at large? Yeah, so I, I slightly presented it slightly. Uh, I did somewhat present this to Andrew and James before, but uh, before this call, but in terms of my punishment for the calendar, because my calendar is supposed to be January to December 2021, um, I had an idea where, um, so, you know, obviously I didn't take pictures during the beginning of the year because I'm still in uh, fantasy football depression and those pictures won't look great whatsoever. So I figured, um, you know, if I can at least get half of my calendar pictures prepared and present them at the draft, then I can get the latter half so I can get some winter picks in the snow and, you know, with a turkey or something, uh, you know, for those later months or those earlier months where there is snow and it'd be more fitting. So that's my offer of I present at least half at the draft and then that gives me an extension to at least 12-31-2020 to get the remaining picture so that the calendar will be entirely prepared. Well, Everybody loves snow picks. I think I can speak for everyone when I say I'm very excited to see those pictures. Mm -hmm. me, me too. I'm curious to see what they look like. There's a theme. It hasn't begun, but there's a theme. Is it is it the time of year? Is that, is that the theme? Uh, it's actually um, shades of skin. Shades of skin. And by that, I mean like 50 shades of gray. I'm just going to paint oh. myself different colors of gray. Well, Luke, we hate to do it to you, but, um, you know, we really, really do hate to do it to you. I've heard this. <laughs> but it is, uh, it is a fantasy football <laughs> podcast, and uh, we're going to have to talk about your most recent 2019 SACO season. We're going to go through it all. We're going to relive it, try and learn as a group what went wrong, and how we can all avoid this terrible fate. So last year, you started off pretty good, which came good. after your draft. I appreciate it. I'm taking this hit for, for everybody, you know. Yeah. You're really doing us all a service. Such a such a team player. Mm -hmm. I'm just so great, except when I'm so bad. But all so, right. Now that I try to throw off everybody, I'm ready. All right. You did throw them off. <laughs> I'll do it again. So I remember um, kind of like during the – at the draft cabin, um, I remember – at some point you're like, Oh yeah, better. I better like look up my rankings or something. And it was like the day of our draft and like yes. pretty close to before it, maybe like minute minutes before potentially. Um, is this, is that accurate? And is that uh, how long you normally wait to prepare before a typical draft? Um, so I'd say waiting is not the right word. It's just more of, Oh, that's when I remember I should look up my rankings. Okay. Is that is that usually when you remember? Yeah, minutes before the draft, you know, that whole weekend that we're there and what we're anticipating for a whole uh, fall season. I think that's usually a good time to look up players and see what's happening around the league. You know, there's stuff on Twitter, but, you know, it's always, it's always in the heat of the moment where you're like, all right, this, you know, it's like procrastinating. You do your best work right at the last minute. Everybody knows that. 
do you usually do any preparation before then or is it usually like weekend of and that's it uh, usually a weekend up, it's, you know, I'll, I'll stay up to date with what's happening with teams, like, you know, player changes and stuff like that, but I'm, you know, mock drafts are like, but, you know, mock drafts, people choose random players all the time and you never know how mock drafts will, or real drafts will ever end up. So I'm like, oh, what's the point there? And, you know, drafting is one of the more stressful parts for me anyways. Not that I'll do anything to prepare for them. So figure out. Ah, Let's just let's just go in there, guns a blazing. All right. Now, have you ever tried speaking with animals as a draft strategy? I have, and I think you know the beginning of last season. I talked with Duchess, the line that we had at the draft cabin. Mm-hmm. For those that were not at the draft cabin, you'll realize that uh, you won't know what we're talking about. But I, <laughs> I, I assure you. It was a pretty important talk. It's kind of like the Simba talking to Mufasa when Mufasa's in the heavens, but this was a physical uh, statue of a cat. And we really bonded. And uh, I was very close to taking Duchess home with us, but I figured that would probably come out of the deposit on the Airbnb, and I didn't want to get caught. So it's fair to say that speak with animals. Uh, rolled very low on it. So, uh, so during during the actual draft, once you you know did your your copious amounts of research the day of hours, kind of like like cramming before a test, just having it fresh in your mind. Let's do so well. Um, I remember that you drafted on the turn, so twelve yep. and thirteen, and you did pass on Devonte Adams twice, and I think. I think I specifically questioned you. It's like, oh, hey, you're a Packers fan. Why not? Why not draft Devonte Adams there? Um, and I remember you said that you had like kind of a bad feeling about the Packers that year, which is oh. kind of interesting because the Packers went thirteen and three and made they the did. NFC Championship game. But on the other hand, Devonte Adams did get hurt with turf toe, and he was only the wide receiver twenty-four on the year. Yeah, you know, it's kind of one of those, it's it's hard to mix business with pleasure all the time. I knew the Packers were having, I thought there's going to be a little more strife in the system, just in terms of overall culture with coach changes and, you know, you know, just availability of, I, I didn't think the Packers were going to have as good of a season last year, so I was a little hesitant on putting my stake in that, you know, I was got overhyped on the Cleveland Browns, just like uh, Matt Zabel did, and for that got one of us at least actually I guess both of us long term but uh, yeah so that's why I went with uh, Odell Beckham on the 12th and then you know thought I'd switch up go with the running back on uh, the turn with James Conner and uh, you know which that kind of at least worked out you know Pittsburgh doesn't have a as big of a like passing game anymore I feel like especially with you know, Roethlisberger's eating cheeseburgers on the sideline, and you know their quarter, other quarterbacks are getting helmets swung at their their own helmets swung at their heads. So it's just it's just a mess over there in terms of pass game. So that's why I figured run game got a chance there, and uh, yeah. So you know, avoid uh, avoid getting too much business in my pleasure, por favor. So of so, all of your draft picks, 
who do you um, who do you think was your best pick? Uh, you got George Kittle, you got Deshaun Watson, DK Metcalf, um, DJ yeah. Chark. Chark. Oh man, <laughs> Chark! What a, what a treat he was early on, wasn't he? Uh, I think that was definitely one of my most favorite uh, underrated picks, I guess, just because. I think. I think he was your last pick. In... He was. Just yelling yeah, chart yeah. in general is just freaking absurd. Um, Andy drops points, I guess. But uh, otherwise, I'd say definitely one of my top ones is George Kittle, just because the guy's just a freaking unit half the time. And I don't know. It's, it's kind of one of those. Sometimes I just happen to get like a good tight end, and it just happens to work out for me to save me from having couple bad wide receivers or a couple of bad wide, a bad wide receiver, a couple of bad run, running backs or something like that. Sure. So like, you know, year before I had Zach Ertz and year before Kyle Rudolph. So he's at least top middle of the road, I'd say. And yeah. So I feel like I've kind of lucked out with some of my tight end picks, at least historically, but you know, it's the small, small things that help me not to win the league. So it really means a lot to me. Is there uh is there one person that you think is like your biggest regret drafting, like your biggest miss? Biggest regret. Uh, the, per- the person you curse the most, saying why did I draft him? Well, I feel like I have this bad habit of always my first pick being bad. So this this year was Odell Beckham, who was just kind of back to average wide receiver because he also had a split time with Jarvis Landry, which you know. Incredibly unfortunate that one would free up the other a little more, but um, year before Leonard Fournette, who got injured, year before David Johnson, who got injured in the like the second week of the year, and then rode rode my bench until he decided that like week 14, 15 that he decided, all right, I don't think I'll play. <laughs> yeah, so, and then kind of before that, it was kind of hit or miss in terms of my pick. So, yeah, it's definitely a uh, I think the Odell one definitely burns the most, I think, out of my picks. Um, you know, I, I love James White, but I don't think I don't know if I can pick him up next year just without Brady there to mix up the pass game and how many running backs they have. So I, I love James White, but I don't know if he's one that I can carry forward with. Thank you, Andrew, also for James White. That was a great trade you made me two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. I I thought he was going to um, fizzle out. I thought I was trying to sell him when he was high, and uh, he did not die down, and he just – he certainly helped you out. So let's do a little recap of your season here, Luke. You started off with two wins and continued with pretty good success through week nine, where you beat beat James to give yourself your sixth win – with a record of 6-3, and three, you were averaging 105.1 points a game, looking like a real contender to be bounced by Zach in the playoffs. And then you faced him, a man who has only spoken of in hushed tones, a man who lurks in the darkness, like a shark or Aaron Burr, not standing still, but lying in wait, ready to strike at any moment. The myth, the legend... The one and only Clay Tucker. It's, it's really heartbreaking. I think, you know, ever since two years ago, he helped me with a homework assignment for the human body 
you know what if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know that was I had to submit that night during the draft weekend. I think I've just been in a life debt to him, and <laughs> you know it's kind of one of those like he he paid me in his blood, and now I have to pay him in wins every single year for the rest of my life. Apparently, so you know, <laughs> maybe this year I'll learn more about the human body, and maybe that will give me the power to actually beat him for once. Because it'd be nice to beat the boogeyman for. At one point, yeah, Clay. Clay is definitely a scary person. You know, you don't want to don't want to get on the wrong side of Clay. Which when he yells. Um did did you think that that part of your struggling after facing Clay um, might have been the fact that he scored a hundred eleven point one, which is four ones, and it looks like a bunch of tiny spears, and that maybe that, that scared you. I gotta say, I am scared of spears, um, especially the a sharp ones. A healthy spear. A, a healthy spear keeps the Luke away from the playoffs. That's, <laughs> that's the saying that my parents have been saying to me ever since I was young. And you know, the one time there was only one time growing up, or a couple of times, you know, where you get you get uh, in the winners bracket for playoffs and such like that. And you know, every time I try to be brave of spears. I always think Britney Spears and, you know, sometimes it just gets toxic, you know, it's just. That's so uh, true. Sometimes, man. And from there. It's for just sure. For sure. Time. Can't, you can't say it any more eloquent, eloquently than that. You know, mumbo jumbo gumbo, one, 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 one. Mm-hmm. Well, just to uh, add to the conversation about how that wumbo mumbo jumbo affected your team. Gumbo jumbo, wumbo, fumbo. Moama. R.I.P. See, Luke Luke tried to set it to M for mini, but Clay set it to W for wumbo. And that was it. Well, Clay did, in fact, uh, come in and and mess this up a little bit because through your first nine weeks, you were averaging 105.1 points per game. And you had 95.3 points against. Then after the Claypening, you averaged 85.9 points a game. And your opponent scored 108.3 on average against you. So it did, in fact, come in there and, and mess up the uh, Juju Smith-Schuster of your team there. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, it was definitely a turning point that... uh kind of, you know, just started that disappointment of, my God, great, here we go again. But, you know, you have to try to hang on to some form of hope at that point. And it's always just a terrible time when the hope just falls. It's time to make this the most depressed podcast we have. I'm going to get deep. But, yeah, so going from there right into the playoffs and, you know, James and I had our contest of 107.5 to 107.3. But yeah, it was, the, it was the Seattle game against the Rams and just waiting on DK Metcalf to at least get, you know. Oh, yeah. The extra point, points he was projected to get, and he just didn't get it, you know. So he oh. was like 0.2 points. It's probably the worst uh, Monday night of my life. That was – 
I, I remember watching that game very closely too and like jumping up and down and like be, getting upset whenever DK caught a pass or was even target. I was like, no, stop it. Bad. Come on, Russell. Like, literally, just run like X amount of yards with a ball and that's all you have to do. And no, just have to, just have to make me just, just the worst. And then from, you know, from then on, lose to Jackson. We already covered that. Lose to Clay. Covered that. You know, it's, it's really great hearing all the other, uh, all the other uh, coaches or team owners talking about how great it is to not lose in the playoffs. And, you know, someday I just hope I can get there or lose in the loser bracket. Between your first loss in the playoff to James, where you lost by that 0.2 points, or your loss to your roommate Jackson, who put up his highest score all season against you. Which one of those stung more, in your opinion? I uh, just really, really had no chance. Um, I'd say, I mean, the Jackson one was definitely a shock. You know, the highest score he's ever had just randomly blows me out of the water. You know, I, I feel like usually in the last couple of games, my teams are never as strong as I want them to be. But especially that one. It's like for how Jackson's team was doing, it was just a shock and just absolutely destroyed me. But um, I'd definitely say, I'd, I'd probably say that one against James hurt more because I was really anticipating that one being a lot. You know, that that's just the beginning of pushing, like jumping off the diving board into the fiery flames of uh, uh, losership. So, yeah, <laughs> the Sacco. So it's just, I, I think that James one was definitely the, really the stinger for me because after that, you know, lose by point two, it's really hard to come back and be positive about anything at all. Yeah, that's got to be pretty draining. I, I went to bed sad. I woke up sad, you know, sadder than usual, but sad nonetheless. Never been happy since. It's, it's true. I, I go on roller coasters before they close and I, I can never seem to smile. All the pictures that I get on the roller coasters, they're all me crying. That's so sad. That is very sad. <clears throat> Should we be ready for this? Because uh, we, we finally come to the 2019 Sackle Bowl, or as some have been calling it, the Apocalypse. Who, who calls it that? Okay, Clay Mageddon. I mean, I like these names, but who's calling it this? Who's the clay the earth stood still? Oh, that's a good one, actually. I like that one. Anyways. Uh, clay so should really back... be taking these for a team name. He <laughs> really should be. Um, so what was your mindset going into this game? Uh, did you do, like, a bunch of extra work looking for waiver wire guys or spend extra time setting your lineup? Uh, did a little more insight on, in terms of my lineup, you know, considering a lot more of the trade-offs, I guess, of, you know, offensive players against certain defenses, what's granted, I do that mostly during the season, but, you know, obviously a little more here. And, uh, you know, it was, it's really painful too when, um, you know, my projected score is 110 for that, for my lineup and Clay's projected score is 90. And we pretty mm -hmm. much just flip rolls. He ends with 103.7. I end with 91.3. It's kind of just one of those, you know, you have high hopes and then, you know, 
nothing happens. Like, you know, DK Metcalf just doesn't do anything. Thanks for the zero points, DK. But uh, Well, Luke, in the end, Clay did finish the job. And uh, he gave you your second sacko. Clay, also to mention quick, is now 9-2 and two against you all time. So he is a, a little bit of your kryptonite. But with your uh, second year getting last place, you have now tied Cy for the lead. So question for you is, who do you think will be the first to three? Do you think it will be you? Will it be Cy? Or will it be someone else completely? Ah, uh, well... See, based on uh, historical finishes here, I'm probably let's see, because 2019 was bad, and my uh, or 2016, I think. No, I think that's it was her, you're right. That was the David Johnson. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was an unfortunate. I didn't know we were going to be stapling that team name across everything else, so I apologize. But you have to keep. <laughs> You have to keep writing David Johnson raped my mom after my uh, after my first pick went wrong in week two and just ruined my bench for you know thirteen weeks. Yeah, because um, it was originally Ezekiel she fell yet. So, but you know oh, yeah. that's the that's the one on the record book. So we, that's a bad habit of mine of changing yeah. team names. Um, the the only the only name you really need to be careful about is the one that goes on the trophy because. Oh. Oh, you, you will have to take that into a trophy place if you win and then uh, <laughs> tell them to, to carve yes. this on this trophy. Can you please place on this trophy David Johnson raped my mom? <laughs> I'm like, sure. Uh, no. I'm like, no. Oh, come on. Please leave. <laughs> no, this wasn't a religious establishment. But what was the question? He's going to be the third last place first. Um, I don't know. I feel like Sean, Sean, and Jake have won a piece. Yeah, but Sean's been sneaky good. Jake's being uh, he did better this year, I guess for sure. Obviously. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I could see. Well, I think. You know, I'm definitely going to pivot away from Frost Tots, you know, Nebraska-oriented team names. There might be some coincidental uh, failure and uh, just, you know, a combination of those two names as much as I like my team picture. Um, so I, I think it could be strongly driven by a, a strong team name. So if I, I think if I get a strong team name, it won't be me that gets the third last, in which case... I don't know. Maybe within a year or two, I could see it potentially being Psy, but at the same time, it's all it's all dependent about that team name because that's really what drives success. Is you know your players have to get behind a, a team, an organization that they support. And apparently, mm -hmm. Frost Frost Tots, you know, they're pretty pissed about these uh, laptop batteries, and they're prepared to get. They came into the season hot, thinking they're going to go to college, and you know, it's just lithium. So, well, on that note, uh, we're going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsor. And Andrew, can you tell us about this week's sponsor? 
I would love to tell you about this week's sponsor, but you better have a glass of milk ready because we're sponsored by Frank's Red Hot. Hot sauce for all of your dinner, lunch, and even breakfast needs. Frank's Red Hot. Luke, do you like mm. uh, Frank's Red Hot? No, no, Bob. Can't say I've ever tried it. Um, something about the name just instills a bad time in my mind, both as I'm you know, putting it into my body and as it's leaving my body. You know, there's only a few things that I can imagine doing that to my body all at once. And, you know, that's certainly one of them. The other ones would probably be, you know, unchewed hot dogs. That's a wild one. Un- unchewed hot dogs? Just yeah, like yeah. Joey Chestnut swallowing them down? Pretty much, you know, it's just right down the gullet. And then, you know, when they come out, it's... You're like, wow, this looks bad. It looks like the same as when it went in. Pretty much, you know, just add some flavor on that. And, you know, just imagine Frank's Red Hot Sauce on that. Oh, God, I'm going to definitely need a a bathroom break and some Advil, some Tums, maybe some NyQuil so I can just sleep off the pain. Well, Luke, you know what always cures my ailments? So oh. would you rather questions from oh. our own James Terhar? Yeah. How many you got today, okay. James? Oh, I got it. I'm it, It's two. It's, it's just two. That's that's more than one. It is. Oh my god. The the results are in two. It's more than one. All right, Luke Daniel oh. Conway. That Sir, is your real name. It's not. I lied. Um, damn it. Well, whoever you are, would you rather Actually, have on your fantasy team Patrick Mahomes, but he has to close his eyes whenever he starts his throwing motion, or Lamar Jackson but you don't get any points from his rushing. Hmm. You know, oh, sure. So that, that would include his uh, yardage even from yep. rushing, wouldn't it? Yardage and touchdowns. Now, he can he can still do it. So, like, he can, like, Yeah, he can get closer for a touchdown. Yeah. But you don't get credit for it. Yep, you don't get credit for the points. Well, this is going to be a hard stat line to compare because we're comparing someone's physical passing only stats to, okay, maybe he closes his eyes from the snap. Oh, man. Not not from the snap, just when he starts his throwing motion. Oh, throwing motion, sorry. Yeah. (sighs) So, like, he could could be watching a receiver and be like, I'm going to throw to that guy. Then he has to he has to close his eyes and then do his do his throwing thing and then throw it where you know, okay. he's going. Well, I think in this instance I'd probably take Patrick P P Doggy McComb Dogs. Patrick Mahomes for the the less cultured folk. Um you know, just because, you know, you start your throwing motion, you have an idea where the ball is going. You're especially at that level, it's not like you finally see somebody open like 
halfway through your throwing motion, then you have to readjust. Usually you're doing that full motion in sync. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Lamar Jackson, I, I guess I don't have his throwing stats in front of me, but, you know, I know he has a couple of good receivers on his side. That would be really good for points. But at the same time, I'm like not getting those running points. That's like at least 20 of Zach's points throughout this last year that helped him get to the championships on like every single game. So I don't know. So, Patrick, so going, going with Mahomes? Patty McDog, McDog face Holmes. Blind, blindfolded Mahomes. All right. What are you guys saying? Smeeb? Yeah, this was a – I thought this was obvious at the start, but I didn't realize that – well, let me back up. Lamar Jackson is known for his running abilities. You know, he was so dominant in the rush game that I completely forgot he had the most passing touchdowns of all quarterbacks last year. Really? But I think I'm still going to go with Patrick Mahomes. I think I'm following the money. He's just an otherworldly talent. Um, He doesn't look at his receivers half the time he throws the ball anyways. He's doing these no-look sidearm passes. Um, He's just way too talented. Um, I I think I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes – um, even with uh, losing Lamar's rushing, I, I think uh, Patrick is still the best way to go with his eyes closed. How about okay. you, Jimbo? Um, you know, I think I think Lamar would be would still be good, even if he took away his rushing points, just because. Yeah, like you said, he you know he still throws for a lot of yards and touchdowns. Um, I'm like, man, like I don't. I don't know exactly like Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's known for doing you know his behind the back, you know, stuff like no looking. Well, I, I don't know I don't know how much worse he would be if he had to close his eyes before he threw every single time. But like usually when you throw, I'm not a QB, but like I feel like you kinda know where you're gonna put right. it once you start your motion. And so like you don't really pick up new info. Like you, you see where he's going, and like I'm gonna throw a bit ahead of him, or whatever, and then you just kind of close your eyes and chuck it. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Mahomes. I think he's he's a magician. Also, as a fun fact, I guess too with it, you know, Mahomes in 2018 he had 50, 50 touchdown passes, and still two two uh, rushing touchdowns. Whereas Lamar Jackson, he has his seven rushing touchdowns that those don't count. He has uh, mm-hmm. 1,206 uh, rushing yards in 2019. That won't count. And that's just an insane amount of points already that you're losing as a part of it. So, like we said, Patrick Mahomes knows where he's or no, that, that, that knows where he is thrown, and you know he has plenty of yards. I think given he's has those two games back from being injured, uh, he could get a couple more touchdowns on top of it, and just having a more lively. You know, just more opportunities. I think he'd do pretty well. Plus, he can still rush, and then he doesn't have to yeah. close his eyes. Just rush right. it all the time. And then he, he'll buy other sports teams and do yeah. commercials and to yeah. get paid. All right, sounds good. All right, on to question number two. Oh, my God, I forgot we were even on yeah, the first it was, oh, See, it was more than just one. Time goes fast when you're, when you're rathering – questions and answers. Luke, would you rather 
recreate all of Jake's calendar poses exactly for your own calendar or do another stand-up open mic for your punishment? Oh, I think, I mean, I'd, I'd still like to say, you know, if I had a, had a fiancé to uh, take some of those pictures for me, I, I think that would help cushion the blow to get some of those pictures. Um, but also that man has uh, some big cojones. You can see him if you look at the right angle on some of those pictures. <laughs> so, uh, but at the same time, you know, the improv stuff, I think if uh, I got a, you know, actually took the time to prepare things more than just the day before or just even, you know, I don't know. I, I, I had some, like, another idea for, you know, other stand-up improv. I, well, I guess improv, just because I'm making it up almost damn near on the fly. But, you know, other stand-up ideas. I'll probably do another stand-up, I think, to start test stuff out. Oh, there's my duel. All right. Smeed, which one would you rather do? I think the stand-up for sure. I don't have the confidence that Jake does to pull off those looks. It would just look awkward. And there's um, Yeah, I got to go stand-up. Yeah, I think, I think I probably would too. I, I think it'll be tough for people to say that they'd be willing to do what Jake has done. Yeah. <laughs> what Jake has done cannot be repeated. I I don't know if I've ever had my uh, genitals out in public as much as that calendar entails. <laughs> or let alone that naked in my backyard with the risk of my neighbor seeing or that close to a school. <laughs> yeah, that's, those are all really good, really good points. You, you all right, well, me. that... That's that is the end of our Would You Rather section. I love Returning that. back to the interview. Oh, my God. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah. All right, Luke. Six years okay. you've been in the league. It's been a pleasure to have you all six years. What is your favorite fantasy football moment? Uh, you know, as much as uh, losing damn near every year is um, – Got to say, 2016 was a nice feeling just because, you know, not in the loser bracket for, I think, the only time. Um, and then uh, otherwise, I'd say definitely the draft weekends. Um, but certainly golf was uh, a good time, too, just because I had David to carry me on his coattails the whole time. And we only use about two of my strokes the whole time. I promise I've gotten a little better, but nothing guaranteed. But uh, no, definitely the you know the theater room, just all getting together and just hanging out. You know, we have all the ridiculous videos going, and you know, the the jokes from those videos are ones that even at my house we just keep randomly bringing up. So it's definitely one of those. I really uh, you know, what what happens at the draft weekend just kind of carries over. Like you know, sure. It, some of it stays at the draft weekend just for those people that still have to come out. But, you know, there, there's a lot that really leaks over and just really keeps a lot of jokes going, like the sour cream, sour cream glasses or, you know, use the tissue. So now that we've alienated about a couple of people, a couple of the listeners, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely just like, you know, just things that we can all kind of 
keep getting in common and just running jokes that we can keep riffing off of together. It's stuff that I really enjoy. It's really the puts into perspective, you know, my record's bad, but the, it's, you know, it's but all about the friends you find along the way. It's all, it's all about those memes. It's, you know, it's, it's like uh, Carrie Fisher for the star, the new star Wars movies. It's all, it's all about family. You know, that's what it's really all about. That's what we are now, even though I just get abused by Clay every single year. <laughs> everyone everyone has an abusive signal. Clay can be my abusive dad, just like real life. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great memory. <sighs> we somehow got from... <laughs> What's your favorite fantasy football memory <laughs> to Clay becoming your abusive dad? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like poetry because it rhymes. You know? It's like poetry. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Uh, so, Luke, can we uh, expect some more random remixes and mashups from your playlists during the well, draft weekend? Absolutely. Um, you know, it might be pull up the playlist here quick on my computer it's okay it's my work computer so this will probably come back to bite me but that's fine <laughs> oh um, no but uh you know i've definitely been uh working on it since the last year i think i've oh boy what was we had last time uh, this last year i think i've probably almost doubled the playlist if not more somehow so uh you know it, it might be one of those i might drop the link into the group chat for those that are at home uh, not able to make it just so you can you know listen to it get a vibe of uh, the destruction and psychological psychological torture I'm trying to put out before that never seems to work but you know I'm trying to motivate everybody so in the worst way possible I can always kind right, of well, need I'm, to have I'm our looking forward to that that's what I'm here for I'm here like I said my team is bad but we're here to we're here for a good time. Well, Luke, you kind of mentioned this, uh, but I do got to know how has your golf game changed from last year? You know, uh, went to the driving range a little earlier this week, going this Friday, um, one a couple of weeks ago, where I also rode the coattails of a team to uh, win some money in the tournament. Um, or at least that one, I did make a, a pretty big putt at the end. So I'd like to say, you know, I may not be the most useful all the time, but, you know, I have, I, I'm useful at specific times. I just like to be picky about the timing of it is all. So um, overall, I'd like to say it's it's increased, got some new clubs from last year. Um, so as long as we can get some, you know, at least maybe a foot above the grass, that'd be a good time. I'm just going to keep downplaying myself until I get matched up with maybe somebody better. Otherwise, we're, we're always uh, open for the drinking team. Well, Luke, we just have uh, one question for you here. Okay. Uh, so the first year of the league, you had the privilege of knocking me out of the playoffs, and then you became the first victim of Andrew Smead in the championship game. Uh, so yeah, you were second place, pretty good, pretty good for the first year. Okay. But since then, 
you've only made the playoffs one other time. Um, and you yes. have been last place twice. Yeah. So I think you already mentioned it with your team name, but uh, besides getting a better team name, do you have any other plans going forward to better your chances at success? So I think some of it is uh, certainly team name. You know, the players got to play for an organization that they can get behind. You know, Mighty Beerkeley's that was a little uh, selfish in terms of, you know, how I met your mother, really thinking that was going to take off. Cincinnati Harambe's took off. Everybody loves working for, you know, a past hero. They want to play for them. And I think the players really showed it that year. That was the other year that we at least got in the playoffs. Didn't make a, make a deep run, but certainly made a run. Yeah, after that was Ezekiel Oshie, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, based off of his alleged, uh, you know, domestic allegation. And, you know, rebrand to David Johnson rate my mom in about week 12 after I just realized I couldn't score above 100 points for the last six weeks of the season. And, um, you know, rebrand to Frost Tots for Nebraska. And obviously that's like, people are like, what are we doing, man? It's not time for the rebrand that we want. Um, we're just going to wait till all the other college football teams or all the other teams back out. And then we'll say we're definitely going to play so that we can get that championship spot. Um, so I think certainly a lot of it's going to be, you know, a team name. A lot of it is also going to be a draft position. So I was looking at kind of my setup. Um, essentially every time I've had the first pick overall, it's been a, a pretty bad draft overall. Um, you know, if I have the last pick like this last year, the 12th, um, also, I mean, not bad, but you know, that's, that's just kind of mid season flukes and such like that. But I think definitely need a middle of the road, um, need a middle of the road pick number. Maybe not seven. Seven was up, wasn't great, but when I had the fourth and the ninth round pick, maybe six. That's a good five. A good average. Five. Five. Five is a number that is between four and nine. What about what about eight? Uh, no, eight made that makes me a little too loyal to that pick, and you know. I've, I've been too loyal to some picks in the past, like freaking David Johnson, and that's come back to bite me. So I don't know if I can do eight. We're going to have to watch the gold video a couple times. Um, and I'll throw up some gifts in the group chat. Just really, yeah. really kind of gauge the audience and see what's really going to, you know, truffle people the most. Practice your, uh, practice your punk skills because you might be able to influence your drafting. Mm. It's like ping pong or... Uh, no, like like beer pong or water pong, whatever. Or not pong. not the Atari game. Damn it! I'm also not Sorry. great at that. Um, what what if like wait? Did you say pong or bong? Bong. We have to rip bongs for our position order. No, Matt Zabel is not coming. So. Uh, you know, maybe when we have the draft in Colorado. Because Lord knows, you know, Matt Zabel in Colorado loves the marijuana. Just mm -hmm. absolutely slander him right now. Just real, just just chief in that herb. Just he's he's a big fan of the wacky tobacco, the the devil's lettuce, the the, the green the green machine is the danger in between his lungs. That kind he's, Kush. He's gonna get lung cancer from 
cigarettes, marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> Luke, it is always a delight talking to you and uh, hearing the thoughts that go through your head. It, it always it's, brings me joy and puts a smile on my face. It's been an honor, boys. I'm, I'll be fully, fully mentally prepared for the, the wackadoo and the bababooey of the of the draft weekends. Um, Lord knows that there will be alcohol intoxication incurring, and I'm, you know, when that happens, when the alcohol is flowing, you you get to bowling for soup. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Luke, it's been a pleasure. Can't wait to Gentlemen, see you draft weekend. Been an honor. Keep keep practicing those putts. I'll, I'll practice those putts, and I'll practice the drives, and I'll practice the 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 hits with the the pong balls into the golf hole. Okay. <clears throat> Mm. Ah, grr. I can't. I just, I just want to ask a few more questions. Come I on. just wanted to keep talking to Luke. It's a real shame we couldn't. Man, I, I am fuming. There is steam coming out of every orifice. Oh no! <laughs> every orifice. Every orifice. That is how oh, angry I am that we couldn't oh, no. keep talking to Luke. That is terrifying. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very angry too. I'm about to to blast off, but it also was a blast but, talking to Luke. It was. You know, I, I I wish we could have asked some more questions, but it is it is over, and it it was it was a delight while it was going on. Well, thank you again to Luke for your time for this interview, our last interview of the preseason here. Uh, shout out to everybody for giving us an opportunity to chat with you and catch up on your life and get your thoughts on fantasy football. Uh, we're just about a week away. I'm so excited. James, are you excited? I am so excited. I wish he was here right now. Ah, You're preaching to me, James. You're preaching yeah, to me. Yeah. I, I actually I really need to do some more some more prep. I have no idea who I want to draft. Let me figure that out. Can I suggest at a Lysy? At a Lysy? Oh man. I'll have to do some research. Yeah. Well I think that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of Commissioner's Corner. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next week. Signature sign off. Wink. Michael, I, I hope you're, you do your, your hardest work. I, I know you will. Follow your dreams, Jermichael. Follow your follow the spiders.
He's tearing up right now. That was so beautiful. I'm sorry, Jamaica. I didn't mean to make you cry. Oh no, I think I think he just he did he did try some hot sauce recently. Oh, oh no, that's it. what it was. Yeah. Oh, he's having an allergic reaction. Oh no. Go, oh, go someone get the epipen. Oh my god. Are you all right? Are you okay? You go get help. I think he's unconscious. Sir, may may I assist you and give you CPR? Think you're spo- right. you're supposed to do the sternum rub. I know that. You take your knuckles and you rub sternum it on the sternum. Rub. You just punch him in the sternum. <laughs>